Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey folks, Brian from Amazing Avenue Audio, the show, checking in again. This is the second half of the conversation that started last week on A Pot of Their Own with Bradford William Davis. And uh, yeah, we're going to jump right into it here. So I just wanted to remind you guys to uh, check out Bradford's work. And um, until next time, let's go Mets. Batter Where do we go next? Like, what what do you think? What do you think the players will do? This is a uh, this is you know May twenty sixth at nine forty seven Eastern. Well, you know, I we think just heard about this. Somebody pointed out Max Scherzer is on like the negotiating committee or one of the committees. So yeah, I think I don't Jared think... tweeted that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to be in favor of uh, taking a pay cut anytime soon. Um, but yeah, yeah it's bleak. It, yeah, it's Scherzer, Andrew Miller, I think Corey Guerin as well. And Corey okay. Guerin is like a, is a journeyman reliever, so, you know, he could speak honestly to, uh, <laughs> you know, the issues of people in the lower income, you know, the lower end of the income total poll. So, like, that's... Uh, you know, so my, my my hope is that is that there is enough uh, good communication within the ranks of the union, you know, with which to um, with, withstand this. You know, um, I hope everyone's saving their MLB the show money. <laughs> um, <laughs> they may need it for some time. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it really will show them 
uh, I guess, you know, their metal, you know, and all this. Because this is really, you know, between the, the pandemic, between the pandemic and, you know, just people who have way, way, way more financial runtime, you know, uh, calling the shots. It's gonna be, t- it's gonna be real. I don't think, I don't uh, think there's it- any way the union accepts this. I mean, like maybe, maybe they will, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see the union accepting this. Well, I mean, part of part. I- I think like the money gets talked about the most for obvious reasons, but ultimately I think the health and safety stuff has to end up, is going to end up being the sticking point because like best case scenario, it's so complicated and convoluted and there still have to be huge liability concerns. And I just, that's the part that really has me kind of scratching my head. Like, I don't know how the, how they really think they would pull that off um and like maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i don't know if it's like naive to think they can pull it off or naive to think they can't but that i feel like i feel like they could all find a number that you know i don't say they're all happy with but i feel like the pay issue is resolvable it's the health and safety stuff Mm -hmm. that i just it just doesn't work like the math doesn't add up there of the number of of accommodations they have to make alterations to the style of play you know talk about like socially distancing and you know what's a guy gonna lunge towards tagging someone and then realize like oh shit i can't do that and like yeah it's just back and like tear his freaking hamstring is that like what's you know is that what they're going to be expected to do? I mean, that's that's the part that there are just so many unknowns and so many risks. You know, and, and really, I mean, MLB says they're not going to stop games if somebody tests positive. But, like, if someone tests positive and let's say, let's say one other person tests positive after that, what choice do they have? It would be a nightmare. Like, I... I just, I feel like, again, like the liability alone has to be a major concern. But, but what do I know? I, I'm not a billionaire. Well, and also, like, <laughs> there are players with underlying conditions. There are players with, you know, autoimmune diseases, people with diabetes. Um, Nimmo got checked out for a heart issue this in spring. Why are you taking the chance for? T- to play baseball that's not even real baseball at this point it's going to be some watered down version of it so they're risking you know getting covid number one number two they're risking blowing out hamstrings like like maggie said doing something that they're not used to doing plus the season's been weird so they're not training like they're used to doing the number so of tommy johns is gonna skyrocket yeah the tommy johns can go up but then also if you get it if you get sick, you could have permanent lung damage. Like that could affect your entire career. Like you. Yeah, can't... I think there's a lot of focusing for obvious reasons about the the death rate. But yeah. like, my mom is in her early 60s, incredibly healthy. Like works out all the time. Like a a healthy person with no pre-existing conditions at all. I mean, she she was released from the hospital. 
I'm just trying to do some quick mental math, like seven weeks ago. And she's still coughing. Like when I talked to her on the phone, she's still coughing. She had like three weeks of PT just so that she could like get up the stairs. Like this was, this is a like healthy person, best case scenario situation. Like medical providers were telling her like, wow, you're in such great shape. It's amazing. And like, she can't talk for more than a half hour without losing her breath. Like that's, you don't have to die for this to be horrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you don't you, have to be at risk of death for baseball players to think that's not worth it. And I can imagine, um, I could see a scenario where the many of the highest earners are just like, man, bump this. Yeah, it's not worth it. Like it's not, it is not worth the next, you know, eight years of my earning potential, you know? To yeah. risk it, to, yeah. to, to make, yeah. like, a pittance of what I currently make. Or even, let's say, like, I don't want to put this out there, but let's say Pete Alonso gets it. He's never been paid. And now mm-hmm. what if an owner looks at him and says, you're damaged goods now, I'm not paying you ever. Right. And so is it really worth it to put himself at risk for one half of a season that – there'll be question marks all over the place if it ever even gets finished. Right. Or you're, or you're, or you're uh, Marcus Stroman and yeah. you're about to hit free agency. Um, and, and you know, you could be in line with it with another good year. You know, he made the all team last year, like another good year. You could be in a, in, a, in line for about a hundred mil, like um, based on the way, you know, sort of number two ish kind of starters, you know, get paid. Um, that would be, uh, you know, catastrophically bad if, like, he can't breathe, like, yeah. long term. You know, like, you know. Like, you kind of need your lungs to play baseball. Yeah. And as, let's remember as, who's as the highest told. risk of this disease, and it's people of color. And MLB has a lot of them, and they're notoriously treating them like shit. And this is no different of looking at their players of color and saying, you'll probably be fine. We'll test you three times a week. Like, and not acknowledging that, that increased risk that they're facing. And you know, the funny irony of all of this is that if they were, if they, t- if they tested daily, which, which is what the union is asking for, um, uh, according to reports anyway, but like if, if they tested daily, they would be able, they would be a lot more free to have something more approximating like real baseball. Like, you know, that, you know, you, you can, you can high five your homies without worrying, you know, about this stuff. If you know, everyone's like, you know, with, with, like, some reasonable degree of certainty, I should say, you know? That everyone who's inside this this uh, te- this de facto temporary biodome, you know, is uh, is COVID-free, you know? Like, um, you know because the test from yesterday came back negative, you know? Um, they, they, they could be doing that kind of thing, but instead they want you to, like, you know, ditch sunflower seeds and, you know, and hugs. <laughs> Yeah, empty measures, basically. Yeah, yeah so it's all that's eyewash, man. It's fake hustle. Folks, every, what if every out is a force out? <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, is Trey Turner going to get inside the park on a walk? Yeah, like, Rob. Hold one. He can just run forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, that's probably going to happen. And yes. Yep. And try telling Mike Pelfrey he can't lick his fingers before he touches the baseball. That's not going to go over very Poor well. Pelfrey. <laughs> Or the, Houston, or the Houston Astros pitching staff. Yeah. 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 
That's my other thing. Wait, what so, tier is the garbage yeah, is the garbage can hitter in? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no outside Probably garbage can. Tier two, right? <laughs> he would get tested. But let's say you know, knowing the Astros' history, let's say Jose Altuve shows up to the ballpark and has a slight fever. Do the Astros report it? <laughs> oh, I mean, that's my a gosh. real question, though, and, and you know, someone who's like. You know, a, a, a quade type guy who um, is just getting his shot and is playing really well. You know, if he's got like a tickle in his throat, mm-hmm. is yeah, he going to share that? Job. I don't know. Like, and and it's it's real and it's really easy to to demonize anybody who wouldn't. But like, these are people trying to like establish careers, trying to like support their families. Right. These are the ones that the A's don't want to pay. Like. Mm-hmm. It's these are, you know, legit concerns and MLB has shown no particular interest in addressing any of them meaningfully. And Lord yeah. knows uh, franchises like the Mets have established cultures of hiding injuries. And oh, God, he's not even thought about the Mets. So I think that the Mets would be like public enemy number one when it comes to like suppressing any sort of like honesty about how you're feeling on any given day see my mind went to the astros but now you're totally right yeah like what's 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 uh what's jed lowry's excuse gonna be right (laughs) (laughs) very funny jed lowry's not a real person (laughs) (laughs) can you get covid if you were never actually on the team (laughs) well well, jed Jed will have covid 20 (laughs) There'll be Beijing Zero for for the second wave. Um, man, a horrible joke. Uh, certainly hope everyone. I really am. The the most important thing to understand is that this is absolutely disgusting and and evil. Lest anyone get lost in my gallows humor. That you know, baseball should not be played right now until until the country as a whole has has reached a place where coronavirus is, if, you know, if not if not extinct or able able to medicate ably medicated, um, so suppressed, you know that. Any market that has that has baseball games, you know, um, ha, you know, can play in front of people who are just as safe as the fans. As, can play in front of people that are just as safe as the players. Uh, until it reaches, until it reaches that kind of benchmark, um, it's all unethical to some degree. Well, yeah. and I think a coach in Nicaragua just died. Just died, right? Yeah, like and is the, that what it's reason, gonna take? And the reason why is because the country, you know, Nicaragua did not take coronavirus seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, they hadn't, they, they didn't receive a lot of cases, um, there, and so they were like, oh, well, you know, keep going, <laughs> do things as usual. And so they had team sports, they had, they had fans and stands. Uh, James Wagner did a very good piece about that. Uh, James Wagner in the New York Times, um, who's a, a Nicaraguan American, but um, like. You know, they they had, uh, you know, they, they just kept things as usual, you know, to, I guess, keep the country spirits high <laughs> and then the commerce flowing. And, uh, you know, what happened? Like, they, you know, uh, one person died. Uh, a handful of people are a handful of baseball, play- handful of baseball players are in either are either uh, in isolation or in hospitals right now. Um, and, uh, you know, the season's shut down anyway. So, well, this is kind of off topic, but they're saying. They're letting, like, foreign-born players 
can come back into the country. Like, they're exempt from any travel bans. But like you said, like, you don't know if, you know, I, I don't know if any baseball players went home. But if they did, you don't know what restrictions those other countries had. Like, I know for hockey, Sweden tried the herd immunity thing. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> the herd got sick. A bunch of hockey players come back from Sweden who didn't bother with a lockdown. So you just don't know. You can't control what people do right. once, once they leave. And but, that, but that's why the CDC guideline is to, is to isolate yourself with 14 days yeah. if for any reason you are coming back into the United States. Any country. South Korea to whatever, you know? Yeah, uh, except for the blue um, days. Yeah, yeah. like it, <laughs> it, it should be, you know, like come on, like like that that is the guideline, but but there's no way that they can even do that in the timetable they're proposing. John Hammond just said that the MLB is trying to get spring training started by by June 10th. What? Like, uh, that's, yeah. Sorry, I don't but he that a couple hours ago. You know, I knew it was mid June, but like, yeah, but it's like it's like barely mid June. Uh, <laughs> right. That's like two weeks. Yeah. It's two weeks from now. Yeah, two weeks. You better come home now. Oh, my God. You know, Dominicans, you know, Puerto Ricans. Well, I mean, that's the United States. But, um, you know, Asians, you know, wherever, wherever you're from, like, come home now if you want to play baseball. Like, uh, based off of, like, CDC guidelines. Not uh-huh. majorly, not the not the, ex- the exemptions that are almost certainly going to come uh, for this protected class of essential worker. Um, uh. I guess that's a crazy irony. Like, essential workers are people who keep you alive. And non-essential work is work that if you can t- keep doing it, you might lead people, you know, it might allow other people to die. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it may, it may further, it may further the spread of death. Like, and yet, and so that, that's a, it's a really easy way of defining, that's a really easy cut and dry way to define what is essential and what is not, you know? Like, if this shuts down, can you make, can you make it to the next day or next week? But you're not thinking of the millions of spirits that need to be lifted. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, if your spirit isn't lifted, are you really alive? Yeah, <laughs> take those spirits into consideration. I don't know, and then, and, then like, that, that, and that's why that's why I punch in my like nine eleven analogy in some way. Um, I but... want baseball. I want it. It would lift my spirits, but not like this. No, this is like kind of achy, gross, would... and horrible. I would like baseball too, given that it's a significant part of my livelihood. <laughs> like, I would like to be able to pay the rent. <laughs> So I might, so my, you know, I love my newspaper not to go under because there is no commerce. Um, I would like to be able to justify my existence. Um, I would really like baseball to be back, but I would, you know, but that's what's so depressing about, you know, where we are right now is that was that we know that it did not have to be as tragic as it is. We're on a on a federal level, but also in a local and state level. You know, New York is not handled as well, despite all the positive press you get from. Andrew Cuomo being able to sing, to be, being being able to string two sentences together. Um, Bradford, you're not like, a homosexual now. Come on. <laughs> no, Ellison, sorry. I had blocked that word. <laughs> sorry, from my memory. sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm trying and to I delete it. Gagged a little. <laughs> trying to delete it. Uh, you know, watching Andrew and Chris banter about who you know uh, who uh, is most loved by mommy um, does not turn me on the way it does apparently many. <laughs> American woman at this point, but um, but like, uh, but yeah, like a source cited on that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, but I'm sorry. Like, it's just... No, everyone done fucked up on this one. <laughs> Every, yeah, like, mo- you know, so many parts of the United States have, have, have failed miserably in this. You know, not not just Donald Trump and some of his, you know, sycophants and, you know, Republican-run governments or the CDC or whatever, you know? Like, it's 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 a near countrywide failure. And that's what, you know, makes me sad because perhaps if we had suppressed it early, you know, if we had developed the kind of solutions to with which to manage things... Um, until uh, effective, you know, medicine is available or a vaccine, you know, whenever that time is. Just a reminder uh, that South Korea and the United States had their first positive case on the same day. Exact same day, right. And we are all watching them play baseball. Yep. Like, you know, if if that was possible, you know, many people, many more people would have jobs, you know, by now. Many many more people would be back at work. Many more people, you know, uh, would not be worrying about the next paycheck. Um, or being able to pay rent or whatever, like, um, and we and we and our spirits would be lifted because our friends and family would not be very sick or dead, and we'd be able to enjoy this game, knowing that no one no no one no one else's health is being compromised because we're diverting so much time and money towards, you know, towards helping toward towards preserving a small consortium of billionaires is live, you know, I don't know fourth yachts or whatever, you know, like. That that's what's uh, so maddening and, and really grievous to me, you know, is that is that it, is that we're we're this country functional in this way. We you know um, we could actually have baseball back right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, my spirits would be lifted by baseball, but they won't be lifted if all my favorite players get sick. Nope, nope. that'll be the opposite of lifting my spirits. That would be killing my spirit. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we just hope that, you know, baseball does the right thing. Baseball is forced by extremely bad press. No pressure, Bradford. I can't even finish that to sentence. To do something approaching the right thing. Yes. Thank you, Maggie. That's a better wife. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So before we move on to walk-off wins, we'll close with some more, like, I don't even know how to put this, <laughs> some, like, more lighthearted drama in the grand scheme of all the drama that's happening. Um, because I like petty drama to distract me from, like, the actual, like, existential dread that I'm feeling on a daily basis now. Right. Um, and the Mets provide that in spades nearly all the time. 
And so the current latest Mets nonsense is that Noah Syndergaard and his landlord are fighting um, <laughs> because <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. Um, too. Yeah. So Noah Syndergaard was rent apparently signed a lease for a Tribeca apartment that was twenty seven thousand dollars a month. Cool. Um, but he never relatable. Hashtag yeah. relatable. Hashtag relatable. Um, never lived there, though, because obviously everything that's happening and he is rehabbing Tommy John right now down in Florida still. Um, so he basically was like, nope. <laughs> and agreed to like, I guess like a prorated rent, but then the landlord was like, no, you have to pay all of it. And he was like, no. And now that now he's been sued by the landlord. Um, yeah. so Noah Syndergaard, as we said, uh, pre-recording, welcome to the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's start a rent strike starting with Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard led rent strike. I'm down for it. Um, I'm picturing like a Newsies led kind of. <laughs> I don't know why Newsies popped in my head. <laughs> but like Noah Syndergaard just leading the masses in song and rent strikes. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. We stand a Norse god. <laughs> he should he should really be suing his barber let's be real yeah well he can't get a haircut no, like the barbers. rest of us so don't see, don't see the barber the barber hasn't made money in two months let's yep. give give no in guys barber break yep. um <laughs> but uh I, I wish um i think it's really jacked up that like the guy like apparently leaked his you know leaked this little spat he had to the press yeah um like, like, like you know, I, if I, if I, to take that line down. Like, if it was anybody else, okay, maybe, but not Noah. Like, if I'm a rich landlord, right? When I like, like, I, I would imagine, even if I'm having a stat with Noah's in the guard, right? Like, I would want the next celebrity to like want to rent that unit eventually, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I would do that at this point. I mean, frankly, I, you know, like, I mean, I, my prediction is that New York City is going to clear out a lot because of, you know kind of everything that's happened um you know if i was extraordinarily wealthy like you know i could probably give create a lot of reasons i would just i would not not want to be in the sort of like confined spaces you know that even even rich new yorkers live in um and then uh, so like you know so yeah so i mean i would want to like try and like make you know like say like hey if we have any sort of like issue I'm not going to tell the New York Post about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, would, I would want that to be a selling point for, like, you know, I don't know. Robert De Niro already famously lives in Tribeca. I don't know. Name a celebrity, guys. I'm, We're I'm not hip part. enough to do not that. Enough? Okay. <laughs> I could name other baseball players, but... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just a bad look all around. Like, is this also, like... Also, I mean, we, like... Noah Syndergaard, welcome to the resistance. You know, our friend of the show, Cheryl, jokingly offering to be his lawyer. It's all great. But, like, this douche is renting a $27,000 a month Tribeca loft. Like, jeez. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what it must look like? I like, cannot. This is not a... This no, is I not, cannot. There are no winners in this, uh, in this group. There's no one where I'm like, I'm on his side. I mean, as speaking as someone who's apartment hunting right now, um, yeah, moving during a pandemic, do not recommend, by the way. Um, oh, so this place is probably available, though. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm ready. Go. Yeah. 
Um, I'm apartment hunting in DC, and so I am I am experiencing the sticker shock of DC rents, which aren't quite the sticker shock of New York City rents, but it's it's pretty close, honestly. Um, and so, as someone who is like, wow, I'm gonna have to pay like twice as much in rent as I was paying in Baltimore. Um, twenty-seven thousand dollars is uh, still an impressive amount. <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't even fathom that. I, uh, yeah, that's like that's like more than I pay in a year. Yeah, my rent's not not like even that cheap. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm um, trying to do the mental math on that. I think it's just about my yearly rent, and that's for like a whole family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For my my. My Andrew square foot apartment is like that for about a year, like a little, a little less than that, maybe, you know? So, Jesus. Yep. Special. Um, the oh, other. Well, Noah Syndergaard gets paid because he's got some rent to cover. Yeah, and really. Some legal fees, too. Legal Noah, fees. Noah Syndergaard in small claims court. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we air it on TV? I want to watch that. Uh, is Judge Judy still doing her thing? Because it certainly feels right up her alley. She would have a lot to say to these gentlemen. Wait, yes. If you don't like what Judge Judy is making, she's making bank per episode. I can imagine. Judge, Maybe she can afford yeah. the Tribeca apartment. Yeah, Judge Judy could spot Noah Syndergaard all the money he needs to pay his rent. I can't remember where I just saw it. I have to look it up. But I was like, what? No, it's like she she makes like twenty million dollars a year or something. Like, yeah, it's something totally ridiculous. Oh, you, she you, earns. You, you would like it to be twenty million. It's forty-seven million. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? She, she works. This. You know what, how much she works according to Wikipedia? Fifty-two days a year. What? I mean, and all she does is she yells at people. Bless the being, hustle, for, though. For, for, being, for being broke and angry. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. a good gig if you can get it, man. Yeah. We're in the wrong business. We are. We all are. Uh, this yeah, podcast like, will pop off. Get paid that I can. Yeah, I can guys, help. get mad ad money from this podcast. Yes. Raking in the them dollars. Time um, to start a Patreon, guys. Yeah. Time to start a Patreon. It's true. Really should. Let them pick the next live podcast topic. Yes. Our Patreon. Only $85 a month and you get to pick our podcast topic. <laughs> Only $27,000 a month. <laughs> you get to pick our next live podcast. <laughs> and we shall record it live from our Tribeca apartment. <laughs> Previously owned by Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> Previously owned by Noah Syndergaard. Apato Live from Noah Syndergaard's Tribeca apartment. Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, the other random Mets topic is this is mostly I just want I just want Bradford's take on this. Is um, we we already know that J Rod was going to buy the Mets and now they're not going to buy the Mets. And I Bradford, this is a Bradford topic, so I just want to know your takes on J Rod potentially buying the Mets and then not buying the Mets. <laughs> no one has made more money off of baseball than Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> and yet it shows how how poor he is relative to the people who actually buy baseball teams. Oh, it's so true. And that's, that should say a lot to everyone who feels um, some level of uh, cynicism towards the players for wanting to hold out to their previously agreed upon pay cut, which is a very, very important part of the framing of understanding the story, is that they already they already agreed to a pay cut um, before the season started, 
in light of the coronavirus. You know, they got it. They got a, a $170 million, um, which we call it, uh, ad, advance on their, on their contracts, which was split between all the players uh, with more with, you know, uh, proportionally even with more going towards people who make less money in, in the league. Um, but uh, just to, just so that they had something in hand. And then, you know, and then and then they're getting prorated amounts of money you know, based on how many games are left in the schedule. So if it's 80 games, they get half the basically half their salaries. You know, if it's, you know, 50 less, you know, they get that much amount. Um, and so they're they're asking for, you know, Major League Baseball is asking them to take a second, even more substantial pay cut than the one they already agreed to. Um, A-Rod is the richest player in baseball history and cannot buy the and cannot buy a team. Partially because he's a dick and everyone hates him, but like the other part is because like he, he doesn't have the money you know up front to even like play. Like, and it's like very successful. The, the Mets can't like, even buy the Mets. Yeah, and but like J Lo's got her own empire too. So the two of them combined. J Lo's J Lo's richer than A Rod apparently. Yes. <laughs> yes. And to combine, they still can't buy the Mets. Yep. Yeah, they need help from from other people. Um, which apparently they couldn't get. Um, and yeah, and A-Rod, the, the man who has made the most money off baseball, thinks the players should take a pay cut. Yeah, well, very kind of you, A-Rod, to say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's very clear what he's doing. You know, Alex is trying to uh, show that, 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 you know, that, that, he can, that he can communicate the kind of messaging that Major League Baseball would like him to uh, when it comes down to it, you know, despite him benefiting tremendously from a strong union. He's um, he's, cos- the, he's cosplaying as an owner already. The, the union has saved him from himself, in fact. In 2004, um, or actually, you know, yes, was it actually 2004, a calendar year? But whatever. But in between, the two, yeah, before the 2004 season started, the Rangers nearly traded A-Rod to the Red Sox. Um, one of the things, you know, one of the things that was a problem, though, were, were, you know, were, were the financials at play, for, for Boston anyway. And A-Rod was willing to take, to, to, uh, like defer his payments, essentially like, you know, re- you know, reduce his pay for a significant period of time so that he can go out and, uh, and get, you know, so, so, so that he can make the money work so that he can join a contending team. Um, the union would not allow him to, to do that. Um, thus giving him enough money or allowing him to keep enough money and hand present value is always better than future value um, with which to go out and, uh, at least uh, imagine himself rich enough to go buy a baseball team. So uh, it's quite that, that is quite a uh, about face, you know, from Rod, given how much how important the union has been towards like you know really anything um, he's ever had in his life ever, like literally. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, if he, was, if, he, if he was if he was born if he was born in nineteen you know forty. You know he would, you know, not be having this conversation. Yep. Because if he has a union, he can. He can think about it. Yep. Um. But you know, despite all of that, we will end the show this week, like we do every week, with walk-off wins, where each of us talks about what is making us happy this week, baseball-related or otherwise. There isn't much baseball-related stuff to be happy about this week, but I'm sure that there are other. Um, things that we can find to be happy about. So, Bradford, what is something that made you happy this week? I, I, oh my gosh, what's 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 good right now? I mean, 
I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful to be healthy and grateful to be employed, but that's not really the spirit of walk off win, right? Like alive. It's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you want it to be at this point. No, you know what? I will say this. Um, so I, so I grew up in New York, right? I grew up in like in a neighborhood in Queens that's like right on the border where like the city becomes starts turning suburban, right? Um, and uh, so like. You know, the last stop on some train lines and everything. It's a neighborhood, neighborhood called Farsold, actually. Um, not far from City Field, actually. So, uh, so yeah. So, I probably cl- – I, I was, like, just close enough to the subway where, like, I didn't need a car. But it was still would have probably benefited me, you know, given if I wanted to, like, see my grandma on or whatever. But I never really wanted to drive um, until I was 26. And uh, – you know, and so uh, and so I it was came right in the nick of time because one of my first jobs in like writing a media full time uh, was actually based in Nashville. I was able to still live in New York still, but I would commute out there about once a month. And over there, you know, there's no real public transit, so you drove a lot. And uh, but I after that after that job ended, I basically stopped driving, and so I was kind of scared, and I still am a little scared, but I. But because of really because of the coronavirus pandemic, I'm like, oh, I can't. I really shouldn't take the subway too much, if at all. Um, and uh, and so uh, I and in, in my neighborhood, there are a bunch of zip car parking spaces, like designated like like slots where you can park a zip car at all times. It's really great, like street parking. Um, and there's one right in front of my building. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like get over myself. I YouTubed like how to parallel park. <laughs> and, I have done and, that like, while in the car, not that I was driving, but. Oh no! Yes, I, I've done that. I did that too in the car as well. Like some basic like drivers at one on one stuff. Um, but yeah, so I YouTubed like you know like what to do in a uh, you know uh, four like a four intersection or something like that. You know, if I'm making a left and you know <laughs> if someone's coming. I don't know. I, I, again, don't, don't drive with me yet. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, and I've been um, and I've been driving again. And I don't I don't like I still you know would much much prefer to have again like a a healthy you know vibrant and safe public transit system. You know, hopefully again we get this coronavirus under control so that we can you know ride subways and buses again um, like we used to. Um, but uh, you know, but I was able to like help a friend out actually whose uh, whose wife had a baby. Um, a few weeks ago in Staten Island, and I drove my little zip car, my 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 not my Honda Civic, Civic but the Honda Civic always parked in front of my house, uh, from my apartment, all the way from Harlem, uh, down the FDR Drive, a a a uh, highway I would not recommend because the, <laughs> narrow, the the uh, the lanes are so narrow, it feels like you know everything was just always on top of you, um and uh, but yeah I drove to I drove through Brooklyn across the Arizona Narrows. Into Staten Island, went to Costco with the Trader Joe's with the CVS, went to Target, got all the stuff that him and his wife and, and their three kids now three kids needed, and came back home. And I felt very proud of myself that I could like do adult things, um, because it it eluded me for most of my life. Well, now it's also the perfect weather to like drive with the windows down and your tunes on. Like it, even that, I find is like so good oh, for great. my mental health. Absolutely. But, you know, I, the one mistake I made my first time I did a run, a zip car run, was I um, I had, like, some, like, hip-hop playing, but with, like, you know, like, like, nine, like it was it was after uh, I was listening to a lot of uh, Wu-Tang, 
And so they use a lot of like gunshot samples. Uh-oh. It's like 90s gangster rap, right? And so like and gun not, not just gunshot not not even gunshot samples that samples that really matter, but like police sirens. So I'm constantly hearing a police siren <laughs> in my car. I'm like, wait, oh no, I'm getting pulled oh, no. over my first ride. I did, I, I totally messed up. I, it know. wasn't me, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was me, right? Yeah, exactly. So that was uh that was fun to uh but now I I realize what subgenres I can't listen to just yet until I get a little more comfortable on the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Linda, what is your walk-off win for this week? My walk-off win is kind of baseball-related. Um, like, uh, I don't know if everybody knows the comic, like the Strange Planet comic, but um, where it's like little aliens trying to figure out how to do stuff. And there was one where instead of take me out to the ball game, it was take me out to the orb match. Transport me. Oh, transport me. To the orb match. match. Yeah. So I had to buy the sweatshirt and it took forever to came because there's like everybody's having shipping delays. And um, so my transport me to the orb match sweatshirt came today. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just something so simple, but it made me so happy. And also I ordered a Jacob deGrom Funko. And everybody knows I love my Funkos. <laughs> um, so when I saw they were making a Jacob deGrom one, I snagged on the very last day of the 2018 season. I snagged the very last Noah Syndergaard Funko in the team store. It was like the best find and I was so happy. Which I'm also kind of annoyed about because the Reds did a Funko giveaway. Why aren't the Mets doing Funko giveaways? But I was like, I would totally go to that night. But I digress, I digress. Um, Because now I have to buy my Funkos instead of a giveaway, but whatever. Um, So yeah, so... So those are my two packages. It was a total surprise because I just assumed there would be delays forever and they would never come. But they they were waiting for me when I came home from work today. So it was the little things that, that made me happy. So I have my my Jacob deGrom Funko and my <laughs> Transport Me to the Orb Match sweatshirt that I will wear proudly whenever I'm at the next Orb Match. Yeah, the only reason I knew enough to correct Linda on uh, transport me to the orb match is because I uh, also ordered a <laughs> shirt. Um, I, mean, I ordered it's amazing. That's a yeah. good reason. Yeah, I ordered a tank top and it, and it came like two days ago or two or three days ago. It came this week earlier this week. It came. Um, so I also have a transport me to the orb match, but instead of a sweatshirt, it's a tank top. So very excited to wear that both to orb matches and to the gym once I, those places are allowed to function. It, it, that's that's a strange planet one, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. That He's my, so cute. I, Nathan uh, Pyle, the author, is actually a good friend of mine. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah awesome. I've known him for like close to a decade. He's yeah. He's a he's a good he's a good dude. Well, we um, just gave him a bunch of money. Yes. We send it this way. Yeah, I have um I now I have two Strange Planet uh shirts. The other one is the um so, uh sometimes science is so hard and it makes me sad. Um because that's very <laughs> on brand for me. Uh, so I have I, I have that T shirt. I was thinking of getting the creatures and narratives one where he's reading the book with the dog next to him. Yep, creatures and narratives. That one's also that's good. like that's pretty on brand for me too. Yes, so I thought of you when I saw that one I'm in the store. <laughs> That might be an additional purchase in the future. <laughs> yeah. So creatures and narratives kind of, you know, transitions well to my walk-off win, so I guess I'll go next. Um, so 
My walk-off win for this week involves getting to see my dog. Um, I feel like every time I see my dog, it's my walk-off win, but, you know. For excellent reason. Obviously. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to travel this weekend for an essential reason, not for a non-essential reason, for an essential reason. Um, so my lease at my place in Baltimore, so I've been living in New Jersey for most of this year, um, but mm-hmm. I did have a lease still going in Baltimore until the end of this month. Um, someone had been subletting my room there um, and the lease ended uh, ends on May 31st. So this past weekend, I had to go to Baltimore to move all my stuff out of the house and put it in storage until I move uh, this summer to my next place. Um, so yeah, so I had to move all my stuff out of the house and put it in storage. So we had to, um, me and Michael and my parents drove down to Baltimore to do that. Um, but anytime I get to go to, I go to Baltimore, I get to see my dog. Um, so I got to see my dog, but I also got to see, um, some of my college friends. Most of my college friends, um, live in Delaware still. I went to university of Delaware for undergrad and most of my close friends are my college friends. Um, and they, um, most of them still live in Delaware. So on the way down um, to Baltimore, I surprised my friends uh, because we stopped at the liquor store to get like post moving beers, curbside pickup uh, to get post moving beers. And we stopped there and I bought my friends some really nice tequila and some, you know, orange liqueur to get them like margarita making ingredients because my friends are big margarita people. Uh, And so I got them a bunch of margarita supplies and I put them in a box and I dropped it off to them in a socially distant manner and we like at least got to say hi to each other very briefly all masked up and like more than six far more than six feet away from each other but I at least got to like you know stand on their driveway and like talk to them face to face which made things like almost feel normal you know like I hadn't seen my friends anything other than virtually for months now Um, and I miss them a lot but I got to see them in person even though we didn't get to like hug each other or actually be anywhere close to each other but at least I got to see them in passing and I got to see my dog and all my stuff is now in a storage locker in Baltimore (laughs) so (laughs) that is my walk-off win for this week Um, Maggie Wiggin what is your walk-off win for this week Okay, so this has not, like, been a winning week for me. Um, Not anything, like, terrible has happened. This is not, like, the worst week of the quarantine or anything. It's just been, like, a very blah, nothing week. But, um, so I was tugging my daughter into bed tonight. She's three. Um, And I leaned in, gave her a kiss on the cheek, and she, like, grabbed my head and pulled me down and gave me a big sloppy kiss on the cheek. And she just, then she kind of pulls my head back a little bit so she can look into my eyes. And she says, you're wonderful. And then I smiled and she said, and "And now you're happy. And that's also wonderful. And I don't know, I guess that's, that's my walk off win. That was just, that was just, and, and this is a girl who had me pulling my hair out minutes earlier and just that you're wonderful. Like I will hear that in my head forever. It was, um, it was just such a like lovely, like genuine thing that she said to me because she thinks I'm wonderful <laughs> and I think she's wonderful. Okay. That's my walk off win. That's really <laughs> great. Because it was an awesome walk off win. That made me that, happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that That's like the strength to go on. It is. All we got, man. Uh, 
Yeah. They are. Well, we all need those little moments right now. So thank you for reminding us of that. You're welcome. Yes. Um, So that does it for the show this week. Um, While you're waiting for our next live pod from Noah Syndergaard's Tribeca apartment, um, you can go to AmazingAvenue.com for all of our fantastic content. We're still doing content, even though it's not the content that, you know, people probably hoped for. Um, But we are um, still doing our best games series, um, writing about some of the best games that we've ever been to. Um, We're going to do a second round of Amazing Avenue recommendations, recommend some movies, TV shows, games beers etc for you guys um from the amazing avenue writing staff so you can check that out in the coming weeks um we're also doing a virtual meetup i should shout that out hang on i'm going to the website very very good radio right now because i have to shout out our virtual meetup we just we just um concocted this in the past couple days so um if you go to amazingavenue.com it's on the front page right now we will be having a virtual um amazing avenue regional gathering here or arg as we call them um because we every year we try to do an in-person arg but obviously we could not do that this year at mckeller or anywhere else um so this year we will be having a virtual zoom or google hangouts i don't think the exact technology has been decided yet um but we will be having a virtual arg on june 5th um which is a friday uh next friday june 5th um from 7 to 9 p.m eastern so if you go to amazingavenue.com there will be a link to register for the virtual arg so you should go there um we would love to see all of your wonderful faces and talk to you um that would be lovely that would be my walk-off when it probably will be next time we podcast after that so yeah you should go to amazingavenue.com check out that check out all of our content um bradford where can people find you on the internet well uh i'm still writing the new york daily news um so uh you search my name bradford william davis as my byline um you know you probably see a bunch of that pop up i uh i am frequently posting on Twitter at underscore B-E-W-I-L-L-Y. That, so if you read that out loud, it's underscore B-Willie. It's the worst Twitter handle ever. But um, that's cool. It means I can keep a little profile and say what I feel um, about stuff, including how bad – about my love for baseball, but my hatred of the people who run it. Um, so, yeah, so underscore B-E-Willie, um, and I'm on, you know – uh, same for Instagram as well, though I don't though I don't utilize as much as I should. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm writing regularly at the Daily News. Yeah, you guys should follow Bradford. He makes excellent tweets, including one I retweeted today about the Central Park Karen that I won't get into right now uh, <laughs> right. on the show. But it, it's a good it's a good tweet. Um, so yeah, you should follow him on Twitter. You should read his writing at the New York Daily News. You can also follow this show on Twitter at a pod of their own. You can follow each of us, the hosts, on Twitter. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Servich. And you, Maggie? At Maggie one six two. Follow the show on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show, Amazing Avenue Audio, our whole suite of podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in podcasts.